Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Ashley Pickle. I'm the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live. We also have a magazine, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and a website, texasfootball.com. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, Thank you for doing, or the podcast version, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting over here, sitting over there, making us sound good. She is our associate producer, Miss Mallory Hartley. Howdy. Howdy. We got to get you in a better mood. You down today. <laughs> I think I'm just tired. You're down bad. <laughs> I'm just tired. I had a lot of excitement last night at the game, so I'm just I was just going to say, you went tired. to uh, Mavs Grizzlies last I did. night. And the best part about it was that I just clapped the whole time. Yeah. I was like, I just hear bucket for, for you, bucket for you, free throw for you. I'm clapping the whole time. Yeah, so. Mallory is nice. both a Memphis and a Mavs fan. So she she just had a just, the Mavs. just here to hopes everybody has fun. Yeah, I was happy. <laughs> Today is Monday, March 4th. Happy Pi Day. Um, happy Pi Day. 254 days until Thanksgiving. This is episode 1,555, uh, March 14th, the birthday of my cousin Chicken. It's a real Happy shame, birthday. like, the actual shame of Tepper not being here is that he's not here on Chicken's birthday, because he really likes Chicken. I know. I like her, too. Good. She's fun. Chicken is fun. Happy birthday to Chicken. On today's show, my friend, we have a jam-packed show for you, um, as I look. haha, And we have a graphic for that thing. If you, I'm going to forward this to you. You're watching live coverage of us producing on the fly here. Um, we love it. All right. On today's show, it is Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday, where we will be going through scoring breakdowns of each UIL classification. So we'll explain a little bit more here in just a moment about what that has to be do. Um, then we will announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year from the 2022 season. So very excited about that. And then in the last part of the show Greg Powers made the trip down to Lake Belton out there in the greater Waco area and talked to the head Bronco Brian Cope so we will hear from Brian Cope and uh, Greg Powers in the latter half of the show before we get started on all of this fun do we have first four through the door we sure do it was Nick Morton Andrew Christensen Zill 0678 and Aaron yeah. Arbuckle welcome in fellas 
Welcome in, fellas, lady fellas, robots, all of the above. Robots. Correct. We don't know. We can't assume about Zill 0678. But what I can assume about 0678, because I know this to be true, is that said person slash robot is a big fan of Tuesdays. And a reason that everyone in existence is a big fan of Tuesdays is because it's Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. My favorite day of the week. So... If you're new to Math Tuesday, what we do is we go inside the numbers and we we crunch them, we break them all down, we add them all up, we subtract them, we divide them, we multiply them, PEMDAS, all of all of the math. PEMDAS. It's basically Calculus Tuesday around these parts. Um, and so Mallory and I were talking and we were very interested on the main goal of what we wanted to find. We provided a lot more information than this, but the main goal of what we wanted to find was what was the average number of points scored in the 2022 Texas high school football season in each classification. Now, we assume that six-man was going to be higher Mm -hmm. than any of the 11-man classification, but we wanted to include them in this because, so what? Um, So we went through, and we have found the metric for... Let me pull up one of these graphics here so I can look real fast because I need to make sure I get this all right. Um, Where did I put them? You slacked them to me. I did slack them to you. That's a you good idea. You can check on Slack. Um, so we are listing the total number of teams in each classification mm-hmm. because that is different in every single one of them. Um, the total number of points that that classification scored. Then we averaged out and found the average number of points scored for each classification. And then we also listed the team that scored the most amount of points and the least amount of points in all 11 UIL classifications. So we will start from largest to smallest. And then at the end, I'll give you a little bit of summary of some of the highlights since we have all these graphics. We will put this out in a full article on texasfootball.com. So if you miss any of this or want to see any of the graphics again, I'll be sending that out right after the show. But let's get started on Math Tuesday with 6A, the largest UIL classification. So there are 249 total teams in class 6A. Altogether, if you look down there at the bottom in the red, the total number of points scored for 6A was 77,875 <laughs> points. That's a big number. <laughs> That's a massive number of points. Crazy. Again, 249 teams. You'll see that this is by far the largest classification because they're all lumped in during the season. Um, they do not split until playoffs. But 77,875 is quite the number. That averages out to the average number of points scored by a 6A team is 312.03. The highest scoring team, this probably does not come as a surprise to most, is Austin Westlake, 763 points. The lowest number of points scored by a 6A team in the 2022 season was 15 by El Paso Socorro. Moving on now to 5A Division One. 132 teams. So you see that from the 249 teams substantially reduced. Remember, 5A through 1A is all split into two divisions throughout the entire season. Um, 
a total number of points being 40,264 points. That average... Go ahead. I was just going to say, that's crazy. I mean, the difference between 6A Mm -hmm. and 5A Division One. Yep. That point total. That's crazy. Yep. Well, and it's honestly, if you think about it, it says a lot about 5A Division One and how many points they're putting up. Because if you take 77,000, say we just round it to 77,000 there, Uh and then... You divide it by two. I mean, that's about thirty-eight thousand between because the two. You, that, that's a really, really good now, point. Now, obviously, you'll you'll notice that the like division one or sometimes division two has more teams in it with some of these classifications. Right. But regardless, if you were to split it right down the middle and say there were an even number of teams in both, it would be about thirty-eight thousand would be the average for six A. So it says a lot about the high scoring of five A division one when you right. think about it that way. Um, but the average number of points scored would be three hundred and five point oh three. Alito coming in the state champs with 649 points scored and then the, the lowest number of points scored by a 5A division 1 team was Houston Northside at 35 Moving on down to 5A Division 2. Only 119 teams in 5A Division 2. The total points scored 36,923. So honestly, that's another um big indication because there wasn't that many more teams in 5A Division 1. Right. Yet there was what was that 40 40,000 so, to it. I yeah. mean about 5,000 more extra points or right. points scored. Um Average point scored at 310.27. The team with the highest number of points scored was Liberty Hill by 754 points. And I would need to go back and look at who the second was there. But I believe this was like one of the largest differentials between the first team and the second Second team team in scoring points. Liberty Hill just blew up the score with 754 points. The lowest scoring 5A Division 2 team was uh, the Parrots of Fort Worth Polytechnic with 36 points. Moving on down to 4A Division 1. Only 99 teams in 4A Division 1. Um, they had 31,123 total points scored. The average number of points was 314.37. The highest number was 688 points by China Spring. Obviously, they played a lot more games than everyone else, considering they were state champions. Um, But that was a pretty large margin on that one, too. Yeah. Um, the lowest number of points scored by a 4A Division One team was Fort Worth Diamond Hill with just 14 points in the 2022 season. So quite the gap there yes. between the highest scoring <laughs> and lowest scoring. Yes. Moving on to 4A Division Two. This is the 11-man classification with the least amount of teams in it, yet the highest average out of any 11-man That's pretty noteworthy Mm -hmm. um, because there's only 93 teams, yet their average points scored were 333. So out of 11 man, it's the smallest number of teams with the highest number of average points. Carthage, the 482 state champs, led the way with 767 points. The lowest number of points with Bridge City at 60. And you'll notice some of those other ones we were talking about with 
the Fort Worth Diamond Hill, they only had 14 points. Or El Paso Socorro mm-hmm. in 6A only had 15 points. You're talking about the lowest number of points being 60. 60. That's where that really high average came into play is that there might have been a couple of outliers at some of those other classifications that were super, super low. And that'll take the average down pretty hefty. So right. when you have 60 being your lowest, that average is going to get pretty high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on down to the 3A classification in 3A Division I, 104 total teams, so a pretty big jump over either 4A classification. Um, the total points scored, 32,849. That averages out to 316.29 average points scored. Franklin with the highest number of points scored at 695 and the red ants of progresso down there with just 22 points moving on to 3a division two there are 101 total teams they scored 30,180 points total averaging out to 298.81 points being your average Canadian coming in with a whopping 761 points this actually surprised me I was gonna say I thought it was gonna be Gunner it was gonna be Gunner and I can is Gunner second was Gunner at least I would believe so let me I can look that up here in just a second which says a lot about Canadian Mm -hmm. and how many points they put up per game yeah we're gonna go to when did they I can't remember which round did they lose in Canadian they lost to Gunner in the when did they meet up regional finals or regional finals yeah state semis okay yeah that still says a lot I mean yeah actually no Gunner was not second um Canadian had 761 and then I believe the next highest scoring team was Poth with 702 okay Gunner only had only had <laughs> right. 638 points so Canadian offensively was clicking <laughs> unbelievable yeah. this year yeah that's awesome um and then the lowest point scored in 3A division two was Tornillo with 12 points they should be the tornadoes correct every time I hear that <laughs> the tornadoes. correct <laughs> I have no notes <laughs> your note is outstanding correct. moving on down to the two-way classifications in two-way division one 105 teams scoring a total of 32,456 points that averages out to 309.1 being the average point scored by a two-way division one team Timpson Terry Bussey and his Bears scored 732 points this season. The machine. (laughs) They are a machine. Um, Coming down with the lowest amount of points is Norman G at 62. So another one that is very similar to 4A Division II. The reason their average is so much higher is because when you're bottoming out at 62 points, that's a lot better than 14 or 12 or anything. Exactly, right. So less outliers in 2A Division I. Moving on to 2A Division II, the smallest 11-man classification. There are exactly Exactly 100 teams in 2A Division II. They scored 28,802 points. That averaged out to 288.02 points scored. Mart coming in with a whopping a lot of 876 <laughs> points. Still were not able to get it done and claim a state championship. They made it 
just weren't able to get it done. But 876 points for Coach Kevin Hoffman and his Mark Panthers squad. And then the lowest of which being Wheeler at 103. So I do want to make a quick asterisk here because technically speaking, the lowest scoring team in 2A Division 2 would have been Midland TLCA, Mm -hmm. but they only played a very few amount of games. Let's see. They forfeited seven of their 10 games. Um, So they had moved up into 2A Division 2, and then it was very much not for them. So they forfeited seven of the 10 games, and they're going to be going back down to TCAL six-man, which I believe is private school. Mm -hmm. Um, So we didn't end up counting that. So Wheeler was technically the second, but they played a full schedule. So that's why that number is a little bit higher than what we've seen in the past, because technically they were the second and not the last, but with, Midland TLCA being kind of an odd duck there. We decided to do it for someone who actually played a full schedule. So moving on down now to our smallest classifications. These are our six-man classifications. Remember, a ton of scoring in six-man, and would you look at that? Just 75 teams in 1A Division One. They scored 32,394, meaning their average points scored was an astounding 431.92, by far the most out of anyone but with six-man ball and this one of the smallest number of teams in it that's what equals out to that average Erion County coming in with 848 points scored to put that into perspective this is a six-man classification and Mart still scored more points than them in 2A Division 2 which is wild to think about. right um, and then Wellman Union coming in at Uh, 71 points at the lowest. And then finally, rounding this all out with 1A Division 2, there are 73 teams, just two teams shy of 1A Division 1. They scored 28,039 points. That averages out to 384.1. Oakwood coming in with the most of any team in the UIL by one. With 877, because Mart was 876. Oh, oh, right. So by one point scored, technically out of any UIL program, they scored the most amount of points. Um, Who was second in 1A Division 2? I would have to look that up. I can look that up in a minute. Is Benjamin D1? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, And then the lowest amount was Welch Dawson with 52. This is another one of those scenarios like 2A Division 2 where Midland TLCA was a very odd scenario. The same thing happened here with Dimebox. Dimebox technically was marked down at zero points on the year, um, but they also forfeited a bunch of games. So we went with the second lowest, which would be Welch Dawson. So there you go. There is a look at some scoring breakdown comparison if you're interested um at just some here the 11 man team with the highest point scored was mart at 876 the mm-hmm. six man team was oakwood at 877 um the 11 man team with the lowest amount of points scored was torneo at 12 the six man team with the lowest point scored was welch dawson at 52 um, the 11-man classification with the highest average point scored was 4a division 2 333.86 And the highest total point scored was 6A with that astounding 770. Right, um, right. Or 77,000. And then, let's see, is there anyone else? The 11-man classification with the lowest total 
points scored was 2A Division Two at 28,802. Gotcha. So there you go. Great segment. Some really, scoring really good job. breakdowns there uh, that we were just interested to see. We started off with the average, and it just kind of grew from there. So shout out to our good friend Jerry Forrest at pigskinprep.com yeah. for helping us out um, by supplying some of those numbers there. But it's interesting to look at. Very interesting. So there we go. There is Math Tuesday. <laughs> Math Tuesday. All right, before we move on and announce the assistant coach of the year, let's hear from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. All right, Mallory. It's one of our favorite awards to give out every single year, and that is the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year Award, and we have our winner. Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up again this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. For 14 weeks of the 2022 Texas high school football season, the Texas football staff nominated four deserving assistant coaches across the state and let fans decide the winner via Twitter poll. At the end of the year, voting opened up on TexasFootball.com for fans to vote and help name the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk, Built by Nature, Assistant Coach of the Year. We are proud to announce the winner. And that is, drumroll please, boom, the Dairy Max Built by Nature Assistant Coach of the Year is Bo Boyd, the offensive coordinator at Burke Burnett High School. So get this. In 2018, Burke Burnett went 3-7. and seven. 2019, another 3-7 and seven year. 2020 fell all the way down to 1-8. 2021, they got one more win at 2-8. and eight. This year, Burke Burnett Bulldogs, under the direction of both Boyds, um, head coach Boyd and offensive coordinator Bo Boyd went seven and four. The previous year they had only scored 120 points. This year, an astounding 360 points to have one of wow. the largest turnarounds in Texas high school football. The fans spoke and they have decided. Congratulations to our Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year Offensive Coordinator from Burke Burnett High School, Bo Boyd. We are incredibly happy to name him of that honor. Congratulations, 
Coach Boyd, and thank you so much for all you've done um, to help your students out there at Burke Burnett. Incredibly exciting stuff and, and a really, really unbelievable turnaround yeah. for the Bulldogs there that uh, that was definitely led by the, the charge on the offense. So a very, very well-deserving honor for Coach Bo Boyd of Burke Burnett. That's a mouthful to say. It is a lot of a lot words. of bees. A lot, of, yeah. Bo Bur- Boyd. Bur- yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Coach Boyd. And I said your name correctly every single yes. time. So a win for Congratulations. everyone. <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. You can do that at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. As soon as Greg Tepper gets back, some of our staff is already hard at work on the 2023 mm-hmm. Dave Campbell's Texas Football edition of our magazine. So I'm sure he will be getting to work on that very soon. But if you, um, you want to make sure that those magazines are delivered to you before they hit store shelves go ahead and sign up for it do not wait until the last minute because we're already getting started we've got questionnaires flying in left and right um so we are quite excited if you're a coach listening to this get your questionnaire in get it in i should say that um all right one more thing to do and it's something that we're excited to listen to this conversation so our director of recruiting greg powers has been hitting the road every single week to go around Mm -hmm. to programs talk to big time recruits big time head coaches and we have one here so powers went down to lake belton last week and caught up with brian cope the head of a very fresh uil squad in lake belton who has a lot of immediate success so we're going to hear their conversation here is greg powers conversation with lake belton head coach brian cope Greg Powers, Dave Campbell's Texas football. And for those watching at home, this is part two or the second try. I'm out here at Lake Belton with head coach Brian Cope. Um, coach, what a blessing you have out here at Lake Belton right now. Tremendous season last season, eight and three. Two really hard-fought district games that you lost by a total of three points. But there's a lot of talent coming back on this year's squad. Why don't you just kind of break down um, that 2022 season and how you guys are turning the page to focus on 2023. Yeah, we, you know what? We had a really good first year in UIL. Um, we're 26 and four as a program, That's awesome. uh, which is which is a great testament to a great group of kids, parents, administration, and especially our coaching staff um, who have done a great job. Um, it, yeah, we lost two uh, near the end uh, of uh, of the games, but that happens. We moved forward, man, and our kids are having a great off season, working really, really hard. And as you saw today, uh, tested on a 400 because sometimes you got to do some things that are tough uh, in this game. Not only tested in 400, maxed out on squat, then tested on 400. So they're getting pushed a little bit here in the in the springtime. Why don't you just um, kind of talk about expectations for the 2023 season? You guys have some holes to fill here, but there's a lot of talent coming back. There is. I mean, it, it starts on offense with Micah Hudson. Um, you know, your uh, number two prospect uh, in the state, uh, number one wide receiver, and just an overall outstanding great kid. Uh, very, very fortunate to have the opportunity to coach such a talent, but also such a great kid. Uh, on defense, you have the 6'4 corner, Selman Bridges, uh, who's blown up lately. Yeah. Um, and, man, he is uh, he, he's another outstanding kid. Uh, in fact, we were at the girls' soccer game on Friday, and he was playing soccer uh, on the side with my four-year-old son. And, and so, man, just some great kids in our program that we're very, very uh, fortunate to have. What's it like having all those colleges coming through for to recruit some of these guys, you know, I know Micah's got over 35 offers. Selman's now, you know, close to 25. It's got to be pretty cool to get a shake the hands of some of the college football's elite. 
Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, not something you expected, but man, just feel very, very blessed to get to meet some outstanding people. And uh, it, it was sometimes stressful when two or three would arrive at the same time. Um, but overall, man, it was a great experience for for our kids and our coaches and and also our school. Uh, we, really one of the goals that we set with Jill Ross, our principal, is, is to put Lake Belton on the map. And, and I feel like we've done that. Yeah, no doubt, man. I think that you guys are doing a great job of building a foundation of winning here for sure. Um, you mentioned it, 24 and 6 over – three-year span that's racking up some w's and the kids are probably starting to have some expectation of a winning culture i'm going to ask you some questions specifically about micah and selman but before we do that i want to talk about some of the guys who people might not know about so much because last year we sat down and kind of did this interview on zoom things were still kind of shut down but you you tipped me off on selman and boy you hit the nail on the head so i know you got some young guys coming up we we do i mean in our uh, in the 24 class uh, we had Garrett Combs, who's a move-in, yeah. um, that just came in. He is 6'3", 260 pounds, squatted 500 today, uh, this morning. Um, we also have Caden Bradshaw that will start for us at offensive tackle. Um, he'll play center at the next level, um, and he's a really, really good talent. We also have um, Adam Walden, who is a 6'3", a 360-pound nose guard, wow. that I think will play offensive line at the next level. Um, we also, I saw him out there running. He's a big guy. He, you know, he looks like he can move some – he can move some his pound of flesh out on the field. We also have Ty Leg, who had 80 tackles at outside linebacker and also had 20 receptions. Um, so he's a true uh, both sides of the ball guy. But then we also in that 24 class have Isaiah Kuntz, who's a really, really good deep snapper. We have Tory Mallard, who's going to play corner and a little bit of running back for us. Uh, Peanut Brazel wins the all-name team. He, he's a uh, This will be his fourth year to start at safety um, for us. John Cole, who's an inside linebacker, um, to go along with Cameron Hamilton, who's kind of a a corner, running back, receiver uh, type kid. So really, really fortunate to have a really good 24 class um, for this next year. And you always know in 5A, D1, and 6A, man, your senior class has to be really talented to give yourself a chance. And talk about some of the 2025 and 2026 guys you got coming up. I know that there's a very special connection at UMHB for one of those guys. Yeah, Brett Harmon. Uh, he's our starting center. His dad is uh, Larry Harmon, their head coach, and had a great season over there as well. Um been fortunate that Brett is a, a 10 game starter for us at center. And the big deal, I mean, that's 5A D1, 6A football. No and to be able to sophomore to start there, I think has been really good. We also have a 6 3 kicker in Tommy Stevens. Wow. Um, we have a 6 5 offensive tackle in, in Caleb Loper. Uh, and then we have Josh Mallard, who will play a safety and running back for us, along with Ryan Camacho, will be another running back um, that plays for us as well. That could be a 20 25 carry tailback. So we've done a great job of making sure that those kids play on both sides of the ball when necessary um, to give us some some needed depth that you have in 5A and 6A. I'm going to ask you specifically a little bit about Micah. What's it been like coaching him, and what makes him so special? Why does he have all the offense? Uh, you know, he's a he probably has the, the most elite ball skills that I've ever been around, but he can also run right past you. Um, so he can be a possession guy or a run right past um, speed guy, uh, which normally you're one or the other. Yeah. I was not a speed guy. Um <laughs> And, and so he's done that, but he's also a, a, just a great kid, man. Thank colleges for coming to visit him. He, uh, he, he would go and, and clean up the, the stands after games, after thanking the colleges who watched the basketball games that he was playing. Awesome. Um, he also plays soccer. Uh, so he, athlete, yep. Right? And he also is on our four by two and uh, four by four team and, and then ran one heck of a 400 today on test day. Um, so he's going to compete in whatever he does, um, but he's also just going to be great. He's going to sign autographs for the little kids. Man, he just wants to make Lake Belton High School a better place. Uh, 
on the other side of the football, I mean, I'm sure practices are a whole lot of fun to watch when these two guys go up against each other. You got four-star cornerback Selman Bridges, whose recruitment has really seen a spike and and is certainly one of the most talented players in the nation. Yeah, he's a, man. They get to go against each other every day, which makes both of them better. Uh, they're going to compete. Um, they're not just going to do it one-on-ones. They're going to go be physical in, in, in blocking drills and perimeter runs. Um, and we want to make sure that good is going against good. And I think that's what's been able to start us fast as we do a lot more of ones-on-ones um, than we've done in other places that I've been at. And I think that just keeps the competition level uh, going all throughout practice. Give us a little recap here, what it's been like at Lake Belton so far, three years in. Um, how happy are you, you know, with your squads at all levels and how excited do you feel like the team is heading into 2023? You know, we had a great first year on UIL varsity going eight and three. Um, and like I said, three points away. Um, but we haven't talked about that much with our kids. Um, we did have a nine and one JV, uh, silver team who was the district champ. Also our JV red team was nine and one. It was district champ. And then our freshman, uh, silver team went seven and two, um, led by Davion Peters. Um, so there's a lot of uh, talent coming up. Um, and they're all working hard and they're really getting along and, and trying to find a way to build off the class of 2023's legacy that was set the foundation. And so it's been a, it's been a testament to the 23 class, but now we're going to continue to grow. And that 24 class is hungry to lead. And you can see it every single day of offseason so far. Whole lot of winning going on right here. And I know that that's something that's very important as you try to build, like you said, that foundation, a culture of winning here at Lake Belton. Coach, thanks for the time. I want to thank you personally for having me out and, um, I'm just really excited about the upcoming season and watching some of your talent, you know, as they go through the recruiting process. I'm really excited about this upcoming season too. And man, thank y'all for all that y'all do. I think you've really taken from a magazine and really built a website to where people check that daily. And and man, that's a testament to all of y'all's hard work. I appreciate that coach Cope. And uh, like I said, thanks again. Thank you. There it is. Greg Powers conversation with Lake Belton head coach, Brian Cope. I remember the first time that we ever interviewed Coach Cope, and it was at the DFW clinic a couple years back, and he was talking to us about, we were like, hey, are, are you the new head coach? And he was like, I'm that. I'm the marketing director. I'm the, you know, the voice of the, bro-. like, and he was saying <laughs> that as in, like, when you start a new program, you have to build it up. Like, you have to wear so many more hats than just head coach or athletic director. It's like, you got to get the word out there, you know? Like, you got to get people bought in. Right. Well, dude, I mean, that's like that with any job mm-hmm. in the, in this industry. I mean, when you first start, you got to do everything. Yep. You got to package magazines. <laughs> you got to talk on internet shows. You got to write articles. I mean, that's like that with any kind of job, you know? So, I, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I'm like three or four years in now and I still do all that crap <laughs> you still package your magazines I saw you yesterday <laughs> um but no they've been an incredibly impressive yes. program they lost to a really really good Burleson Centennial team in I believe by district yeah. last year but we know how good Burleson Centennial was mm-hmm. um but no they've been really fun to watch and Powers also has an interview on our YouTube page youtube.com slash Dave Campbell's TF like Texas football but just the TF uh with Micah Hudson they're mm-hmm. superstar down there so please go give that a watch but a really, really fun program to to keep an eye on there down there in the greater Waco area. All right. Uh, we head over to Mallory Hartley for Final Thoughts, America's Favorite segment. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, big, big, happy, heavenly birthday to Dave Campbell. He would have been 98 today. So mm-hmm. that's really, really awesome. Awesome to see. Um, that makes yeah. me really happy. I can't believe it's already been... Well, it'll be probably over Two half a year years. now, right? Yeah. 
in December. It'll yeah. be two years. So yeah, about a year and a half. Happy birthday. Happy heavenly birthday, Mr. Dave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. So we'll we'll give a little nod to Mr. Aww, Dave. Oh, yeah. Mm, I like stuff. that. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending your day with us. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and on Twitter at DCTF. And, of course, see all of our work on texasfootball.com. A reminder, we'll be putting all of those graphics so you can go in and see all the comparison of our Math Tuesday segment on texasfootball.com. So please go give that a read. Thank you again to Lake Belton head coach Brian Cope for being our guest. For Mallory Hartley, I'm Ashley Pickle. Vince Young, please come get your player of the year trophy. Happy heavenly birthday to Mr. Dave. We will see you not tomorrow on TFT. It'll be WTF, Women Talking Football, at the same time spot as normal TFT. But if you have never listened to Mallory and I on Women Talking Football, we're doing a takeover on TFT tomorrow. So we'll see you here at noon tomorrow for WTF, Women Talking Football.